0: Hey guys, I have a very special episode for you guys today, and just as a treat, and we get no commissions from this, this is simply for you, and for you to really enjoy um, the brand, If you go to com and enter the code ANARCHY20 at checkout, you will get 20% off your order of Subsea. This is a beautiful product, and Ziad's vision is truly extraordinary. I can't wait for you guys to listen in on this episode, because he really goes in and dives into the cultural aspects and the heritage and all the beautiful things that we often get inspiration from when it comes to skincare and just the products that we create nowadays so i can't wait for you guys to check out the brand again go to www.separaclubskincare.com enter the code anarchy20 all one word for 20% off stay tuned and i hope you love it Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is Ekta and I have a wonderful guest today. I'm super excited about his new line. It's a wonderful line and has truly been just curated to perfection. So I can't wait to introduce you guys to the founder of Supper Club Skincare, Ziad Haloub. Welcome to the show, Ziad. I'm so excited you're here.
1: Hi Ecta. thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here.
0: Oh, it's such an honor to host you. I know that you have a phenomenal career um journey and a background. And I would love to get started there and um just kind of have you talk us through, like, you know, just everything that's led up to um the brand
1: and all the good stuff. Amazing. Yeah, I know, of course. Um, so my career has been uh, an unconventional one, as are most people that work in skincare. Um it's it's always a, a bit of a twist and turn of a journey. Um, but really my 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 career in skincare started. Working for a dermatologist when I was doing my undergraduate degree, and I was doing it part time. And at the moment, at that time, I was studying archaeology and conservation of all things. Um, and I really quickly realised I had no interest in archaeology and formulations and skincare and skin anatomy and skin biology was just absolutely fascinating. And I loved the industry as well, you know, making yeah. someone feel good. It was it was just incredible. So when I when I finished my postgraduate degree. I had, you know, a choice to go on to do a PhD in archaeology, which I, by that point, had very, very little interest in, or continue my amazing learning with um, with the dermatologist I was working with, who was a melanoma specialist as well. So I, there was so much learning happening there, and it was so fascinating. I just, I stayed in the industry and my career has grown um, and really in the skincare industry, I've done pretty much everything from formulation to account management, to training, education and marketing, like you name it, I've done it. I work closely with brand founders and in doing so, I've kind of had my hand in a bit of everything.
0: Wow. Yeah, no, I've heard, I actually heard that and I, I before we even connected, I had heard that you have such um such a vast portfolio in terms of like you know all the experience and all the things you've really seen the angles you've seen this industry you know from and I and I really like that whenever I'm I have the opportunity to talk to founders such as yourself because I think that really is what goes behind creating a successful brand is to like really know all the angles and to know what the consumer really needs so I, I wanna I wanna talk um about that you know I want to lead up to that because obviously you know I'm sure you saw a white space that led you to creating your own line so um can you talk us through that as well
1: yeah of course and thank you for saying that you know I've always referred to myself as a drackable trade so I'm glad, yeah I'm glad you <laughs> <I'm laughs> know silver lining in that um in terms of supper club and launching our first product Sabzi really it wasn't you know a lot of people will create a product to fill that white space and I suppose subconsciously that's exactly what happened but that's not really how I set out to do things um so usually when I'm working um either consulting or working directly with a brand I am tasked to create something for an immediate effect so for example make a cream that's good for quote-unquote anti-aging whatever that might mean um or for pigmentation or for acne and really Sabzi uh was not created from that necessity it wasn't created to treat a skin condition it was created purely to see if i could do it <laughs> and, yeah. and you know and i was like well, what would i do if i were to make my own product and it was created it, why why about called supper club actually is i was i was hosting dinner um, and 10 people ended up at my house it was never <laughs> me- it was never meant to be that big and um, i was cooking with these it was to celebrate the beginning of spring uh equinox so it's very close to easter and in the middle east we cook quite a lot and we cook a lot with spring herbs and seasonal vegetables um and the entire dinner table is green it's full of herbs and beautiful ingredients and just the freshest produce you can find and as i was cooking i was like this this is the most all these ingredients are fantastic i would love to see what this would look like in a in a skincare product, you know, what would this do for your skin? Um, And that's how the journey started. And that was about four or five years ago now. Um, That's That's
0: so cool. No, I love that. I really love that. I just want to, I want to chime in and say how much that is so much in the spirit of science. Like I can't even tell you, you know, I um, recently kind of had my own little rant session on my podcast where I was just like kind of calling out all my clinician friends in a weird way. (laughs) And I was just like, you guys have to understand, like, you know, Science comes from like this discovery driven mindset, you know, and that really is the essence, like what you just said, like you know, looking at just things around us and being like, Wow, I wonder what that does, you know, if you do this or this. I, I love that. I really love that.
1: <laughs> no, that by the I- way, I I heard it uh, and I and I, you know. Couldn't agree more with, uh, with yeah. uh, it, with your, it was a mini episode, let's call it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was fantastic. No, I totally agree. And I think there's a lot of things, especially when we're looking at skincare that people don't sort of consider. Um, and I say people, the industry doesn't consider. So for example, anecdotal evidence is still data, right? Yeah. Anecdotes yeah. are still data. People, a, a large group of people telling you this has all done this to their skin, whatever that might be it's considered data in my eyes, right? Even if there's not been a study done yet or the clinical study yet done, you know, if enough people tell you that this is this is happening, there's cause and effect there and we can sort of measure <laughs> some sort of progress. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for looking at things in different ways and different angles. And I think really the industry welcomes that. And this is what I love about the skincare industry. It does welcome experimenting and playing around and seeing what happens.
0: Right. Right. No, I agree, and I and I completely, you know, for me, um, from the science aspect, um, you know, I I wholeheartedly agree with that statement because that's what really drew me into this. You know, I love beauty, but skincare for me was like this big, like you know, chemistry lab in a way, in the best way, you know, and it was like yeah. getting to see these products that have this amazing, like just thought behind them and you know I completely agree with what you said in the sense that like you know um we have to really consider the anecdotal evidence and we have to really consider people's reviews because that that's the beginning of all clinical data if you really think about it you know what I mean so like I mean I'm not gonna go on that rant and go in that direction but like I I just want (laughs) to Uh, no, but like I mean it makes sense because I'm not gonna lie, like I always say this, but like, you know, one of my earlier papers, like, you know, I basically did exactly what you just talked about. I was looking at my mother's um, you know, kitchen counter and she was cooking with turmeric and ginger and like all these amazing herbs. And I was like, you know, I wonder what happened if I took extracts of all of these and tested them on like Mycobacterium and which is one of the hardest bacteria to kill. You know what I mean? And I saw like all these effects, so it's like we can't just we can't turn a blind eye.
1: To that, That's, that absolutely was my whole point. I absolutely and I, and I love the fact that you know that study was done based on your mother's kitchen. Yeah, where well, all yeah. the greatest things start, I believe.
0: Exactly, exactly. I want to actually touch upon <laughs> the cultural aspect of your line because I know that you briefly touched upon that—that that, you know, um, Middle Eastern culture, like you guys really love your herbs and the greens and stuff. So I want to talk about that a little bit more. If you can tell us more about
1: that, of course. Yeah, so. You know, so it's called Sabzi. So Sabzi is what I refer to as a universally understood word. Um, and by that, I mean, the word is used from the start of the Mediterranean, so from Turkey, um, all the way to South Asia. You know, Sabzi yeah. or Sabji or variations of that word are used to mean the same thing. And it means green, greens, herbs, vegetables. Um, it all connotes the same, the same type of thing um so i really wanted to call it sabzi um the dish I'm in particular that inspired it was um a shebzi from iraq which is very similar and it borrows from from the persian gourma sabzi which is a stew yeah. and it's a a blend of these beautiful herbs and the the result you know it doesn't you wouldn't think it would work you know you're just you're just stewing down a mountain of herbs honestly it's so much (laughs) and the result is absolutely outstanding so um, I really wanted to honour that when we created Sabzi um, because the formulation was just you know this was an experiment first and foremost and the expectations were exceeded entirely you know from from everything from the results to to how it honoured Um, the Middle East and sort of my own culture, which is uh, I'm Iraqi. So how it honored my own heritage. Um, And, you know, I think that's important. I don't think sort of the Middle East is represented enough in the realm of skincare. So I was really conscious to make, to to represent it in the way that I knew how. Um, So adding Arabic language onto the packaging was the first thing that I was insistent of doing. Um, A lot of people tried to talk me out of it um, for whatever reason. Um, And I said, no, Arabic has to feature in the packaging. I want my grandma in the Middle East who doesn't speak a word of English or French to be able to pick it up and understand it and know what it does.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that.
1: that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say, like, I I can see people being like skeptical because I, you know, let's be honest, you know, in in the times people have demonized, uh, you know, the every Arab speaking country on this planet, which is completely ridiculous you know so that's why I think with from a marketing perspective people get like weird about it but no it's a beautiful language it's one of the oldest languages you know and I absolutely agree with you when you're doing something from the premise of you know expressing like heritage and giving you know like homage like paying homage to a culture you have to incorporate that culture so I love that you did that.
1: And and it's my culture, you know, and I'm I'm really I'm really proud of it. And I and I absolutely adore it. And it's it it's a, a large part of the foundation, my foundation. Also the formulation, the formulation came from from herbs in that blend that we would use. Um and you're right, I think the Middle East has been still well, Arab-speaking countries have been stigmatized to a certain degree, and there's and there's such beauty and and wealth and culture and and just richness to that region. So I really wanted to celebrate that without sort of being making it a caricature. So everything's very subtly done, but it's all uh it's all I think well done and, and and I think it celebrates it well. And I think more than just paying an homage, it's to give people in the Middle East access where they can see a product on the shelf and they're like, oh this we understand we can resonate with this finally there's something there's something for us yes
0: yes that's extremely important i completely agree especially you know i i often think about you know when women are shopping for something we're the ones that are always like reading labels and reading descriptions and you know what i mean so and i know that like um especially in the middle east and you know me being from india like we like the the care of our skin is very very like sacred in those countries, and I think that's something that people don't really understand is that um, they're not makeup-based places. You know, if you really think about it from a beauty perspective, they're more about healthy skin, glowing skin, beautiful like natural features, and that really is the culture. So, like you know, I, I really enjoy that you have you know really addressed the accessibility um, idea because uh, yeah, there's there's a big problem in terms of like global representation of beauty brands, and then if people are really understanding like what to buy, why to buy it, you know? So I, I really like that.
1: I think you touched on a really good point now, and I absolutely love that you touched on it. It's The ritual in different countries are, are very different, right? So I think at the moment in the West, we're very used to either very sort of sterile-looking skincare or skincare, yeah. that, you know, cause, it's very functional. And I never grew up in a functional world, right? So our beauty rituals were going to hammams and, you know, using precious oils and using good ingredients and it was about sourcing so you know I knew sort of and this is actually what inspired the brand as well I knew no two olive oils were the same yeah but you know now we have you know we can read whatever ingredient in the back but we don't have very much visibility as to where it was sourced from so you know it's a bit like wine wine comes from grapes but the variety of grapes are endless and the harvests are different and there are certain years that are great for grapes and wine making and there are certain years that are bad for it and i think that nuance is really understood within the rituals especially of self-care and skincare. when i grew up yeah whereas i think it's not that prevalent um in certain in certain places or in certain in certain spheres so it's really again bringing that warmth back into taking care of your skin yeah yeah. that that sterile box that we're used to
0: well also ziad it's like you know i think of it almost like elegance too right like for me like i don't know if it's just because i'm also from you know an eastern culture like i when I think of oils and when I think of like like anointing yourself in oils, I think of like, you know, I mean, for lack of a better reference, you know, Cleopatra and Egypt and beautiful places. And, you know, you know what I mean? Like just, just that's what people have done for centuries is use oils for, you know, preserving and for enhancing. And, you know, we have to really, really go back to those cultures and understand why. And I and that's why I think, you know, products and lines such as yours are so important in this industry, because not only from a cultural standpoint, but if you really want an efficacious product, and if you really want something that is working, is tried and true, then you're gonna have to go back to cultures, you're gonna have to go back centuries into culture, cultural norms and practices, because that's the stuff that worked. You know what I mean? And there's a reason it's been carried
1: forward. Yeah. No, I love I love that. And you're, and you're right. There is a reason why it, why it's been carried forward. And I think there's something precious about oil. So you have to treat them in a precious way. So we were very careful of doing that and making sure that we were we were good to do that. So um, that sounds like a really bizarre process, but usually sort of, you know, a lot of the times. Um, A brand would go to a lab or they would have their own labs and the sourcing is quite, you know, they have an oil and it works and it's fine, but we wanted to make sure that from field we understood exactly where our produce was coming from we really wanted to honor and celebrate each individual ingredient Um, as if I was cooking, you know. It's yeah. I, I liken it to going to the farmer's market. I want to pick up my tomatoes and smell them before I buy them. I want to make sure I know exactly where my meat is coming from if I go to the butcher, or you know, know my local baker, as opposed to going to a, a grocery store where everything's in cellophane and everything's plastic crap, and there's no <laughs> visibility as to yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of liken the experience a bit to that. If I'm going to make a p- precious oil. I want to go right back to source. So rather than relying on a third party, I, I suppose, you know, it took about four years to, to get to this point. Um, I went to each farm and the farms that I didn't go to, my friends went to and they managed to supply. Um, and then we bought the raw materials individually from every single different Wow. That was food grade. And we were really sure to do it. Again, it was all about making something precious and ensuring preciousness. And then the minute it was... and Half of these, I mean, dill seed oil, for example, is usually an essential oil. Very rarely would you get dill seed as a carrier. And we, yeah. we, we had it bespokely pressed for us. And I haven't seen that ingredient used elsewhere in skincare. So we had it bespokely pressed for us. Um, and then sort of we, we were very conscious to make it food grade all the way throughout. So even when this was um, created, manufactured, it was manufactured as a supplement. So if you wanted mm. to pick it up and put it into your mouth, I don't recommend it. It doesn't taste very good. But if should, should you want to, you could, and it wouldn't cause any damage. It's really food grade. It's really premium and precious. And we wanted to ensure that it was. And this is the surprising thing about it. You know, it sounds fluffy and it sounds, okay, well, what, what does that mean? When we actually took it into testing, um, we found out that it had 79% epidermal absorption, which is huge. Oh, wow. Yeah yeah that's (laughs) beautiful I mean
0: yeah like way to knock (laughs) it out of the park I mean that's crazy so wait so that was like the first trial that you did
1: yeah so when we actually so this wasn't on our mind so when I created this what was on my mind just sort of finding the best sourcing the best blending it together letting letting it infuse for three months so the infusion process to actually make all these materials work cohesively—it's um, a minimum of two weeks usually. you are working with essential oils. Really, we really wanted to make sure that it was infused well, it, like in the best way possible. So, it's a really slow process to make this. In fact, so yeah. once all of that was done, great. And, and as we were testing, we went through about thirty iterations of the formula. Uh, wow. we, we tried it and we are like, OK, this works. This really works. And my skin was glowing and it looked healthy. And I couldn't really pin why. And <laughs> I couldn't really put my finger on what was going on on my skin. I yeah. knew in theory how it would work. It's super antioxidant rich. It's flavonoid rich. It's rich in beta carotene. It's rich in lycopene. It's vitamin E rich as well. Um, the vitamin E we use is a really, really high, high standard. Um, it's got a lot of brightening properties, anti-inflammatory properties from the turmeric, which you mentioned earlier that you were testing. It's got a lot of pure CO2 extracted turmeric that has no heat going through it. So you're really getting the best. Um, wow. It, yeah, it, it has a lot of properties. So we knew in theory what it would do and how it would work. But when we actually put it to the test um, and we had to run it through some sort of clinicals to get it through compliance, we found that actually it had the most epidermal absorption I've seen in a product thus far and I was like oh okay <laughs> this wow. is doing what we're supposed to do yeah but that wasn't our intention.
0: But I mean, it was in a way because you did it right. You did it the best way you could. And that's what happens when you do science right. I mean, it's, you know, it works. Like, I, I think that, you know, that's that's phenomenal. First of all, you know, those results are phenomenal. And I think, you know, for me, I wanted to actually share the story with you. And I was waiting um, for us to have our chat because it actually, the oil actually saved my skin because I recently had, um, I, I was traveling and I came to see my mother in Ohio and no joke, I had not done any skincare for like a week. And I, for everyone out there who's skeptical about skincare, if you need it or not, you do, I do at least. Okay. Because my skin was terrible. It was just very unhappy. And I couldn't figure out why I was like having these little tiny breakouts. Like I don't have that. You know what I mean? It's not even part of my normal hormonal response. So my skin was freaking out and I was like, I'm going to use one product. And that's where I really put your products to the test. And Thank let you. me tell you within two days, my skin went not only back to normal but it was like like you said glowing healthy beautiful it just felt like it was happy you know what I mean like fully hydrated fully you know nourished like it just looked better it looked like I had life back in me so I can honestly tell you like I for me it's very important that anyone I invite on I believe in their product and I, I really really love what you've created it's it's a beautiful product
1: I'm so happy to hear that by the way the yeah. feedback has, has been phenomenal I love I love that story And it really goes to show because I honestly, when we put this to market, I had no idea what this was going to do for other people's skin. All I knew is my skin looked good. It was one shade for the first time in years. So brown skin usually gets discolored quite quickly. So my skin goes through that sometimes. It was one shade for the first time in my life. Um, It wasn't red. It wasn't blotchy. um, And my breakouts had minimized. So I knew that's what it did for my skin, and I believed in it enough to launch it as a product, but I had no idea what the response would be, but now that we've launched I think we're, we're new I mean we've only been around for three months now yeah um, the response has been insane. I've been getting before and after pictures with very similar stories to yours with with people even saying we didn't think our skin was bad yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then we realized how good our skin could look. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah
0: it's like you know like a boost like it's like having a child that's like somewhat smart and then you put it in a good school and it turns out to be a genius like it's just like (laughs) surprise upon surprise like I mean honestly it's a wonderful product and and yeah like you know I think the best for me like I honestly I am a scientist through and through I've been in labs since I was eight years old so for me proof has to be there and when I saw what it did to my skin I was like Yeah. He, I think he just created something very miraculous and I don't know if he fully understands how great this is, but I was so excited, um, you know, with my results. So I can definitely imagine, you know, the amazing feedback. I actually want to ask you though, like um, in terms of like any like hurdles you faced and also like, you know, as a man in this industry, like doing this, you know, coming out with a line, like how has that been Like that whole experience?
1: That's a, that's a really good question. Um, So I think let's start with the hurdles. So the hurdles were where every every other step was was a difficult one. Um, I really threw the rule book out, I suppose. It doesn't smell, I mean, it doesn't smell like a, a facial oil right it doesn't have that yeah. dreamy, rosy smell it smells like the ingredients it smells like coriander and parsley and dill and I think it smells you
0: know, like the best salad on the planet honestly that's what I feel like,
1: it's it, like the does, does. it smells yeah. green yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so I think sort of that in and of itself is sort of a bit of a testament to to not playing by the rules um, so I was I was really conscious not to so how most products are formulated in sort of every other one that I've seen. 95% would be a base, be that an oil or a cream, whatever it might be. So it'd be water or it'd be a carrier oil, usually grapeseed oil, or sunflower seed oil. And then you would leave 5% for the active ingredients. And that's not how I wanted to do things. I, conce- I conceptualized everything as I would food yeah what would that that look like as a plate right would I be excited to eat that would I be excited probably not if I got five percent food and the rest was the rest was one giant sort of mass so I didn't I didn't want to do that I really wanted every single um percentage to count and to matter and I think that in and of itself created a huge amount of problems because there was no reference to how to formulate Right. So the yeah. robot was thrown out. I was like, no, I want it to all be active. So that was hard. And then going to each farm and sourcing from source, really, and making sure everything was food grade was incredibly difficult logistically um, to even I think sort of. Um, so the, the bottle is inlaid in 24 karat gold. And even that was a nightmare because getting gold into glass and then making it not be able to scratch off to make it scratch resistant is a nightmare yeah. in and of itself. And because I was meticulously in control of every single aspect, all the way from sort of is the soil being regenerated after farming you know small things that you would never really think to ask yeah um, it just it became a a, a monumentous project it became huge um so I think taking that on by myself was a steep learning curve, and I think that that's really where the main difficulties were yeah. um, in terms of being a man, I think because this is an industry I've been in for for 12 years now, yeah, I don't feel it, but I'm sure I'm sure it will have. I'm sure I'll I'll understand the challenges that that faces, perhaps slightly later on. Um, at the moment, it's been smooth sailing, and I you know, and I don't. I, I think yes, it's. Uh, I think the men are always meant to be doctors or considered to be doctors you know that's the norm if you're a male founder then you're usually a dermatologist um so again time will tell how that affects me later on down the line no i absolutely love that this is like coming from you because honestly
0: men in my aspect are very underrepresented in the skin health space you know and i have a real problem with that because I, you know, you can't, I cannot tell you, you know, how difficult it has been for me to convince even my guy friends to like try a sunscreen or try an oil, you know what I mean? So it's like, it bothers me to my core because I'm like, everyone has skin, you know, like this, this conversation has happened so many times, right? So I'm not going to like go reiterate everything, but everyone (laughs) has skin and trying to convince a man to use a you know, a product that technically would fall into the beauty category, even though it's a health product in a way, you know, if you think about it, it's very difficult. So that's why I, you know, that's why I really, really love that you are behind this line and that it is so efficacious and it is working so well because I find it to be easier to like suggest to my guy friends, like you should try this because guess what, who, who, guess who formulated it? Um, a guy formulated it so you know it's not in like a pink packaged bubble sealed whatever you know it's a it's a beautiful product so that's why i asked you that is that this representation aspect
1: yeah i I think and and you make a really good point um in terms of being a founder i think you know we we need more female representation everywhere so me being a minority in one industry really doesn't bother me in that aspect but i think (laughs) but i think you're right in the sense that that more men need to take care of their skin because it is a health thing that they need to do not it's not a it's not a luxury um but to, but to that fact, a lot of men do actually weirdly like this product um I've had a lot of stories of you know this has been on on their on their sort of bathroom counter and they my friends male partners would see it and go yeah. like, oh, what's this because it is, it's, it's quite unisex looking. It, it's quite it consuming. And we wanted to make the packaging that way as well. We really wanted to, there was two main points. I needed the packaging to just kind of look classically elegant. Um, and the other point is that I didn't want the, my branding to be all over the packaging. There's nothing worse than sort of going into someone's bathroom and seeing a million different logos from brands trying to fight for space. Um, and I wanted the bottle just so, to kind so. of sit there. Um, yeah. So I think that in and of itself appeals to a lot of people. So I think curiosity makes them want to open open the bottle and try it out. But um, it's great. I completely product. agree. No, it's a beautiful product. Aesthetically, it's beautiful. Like, I mean, it's, it looks very
0: elegant on your vanity. And it's really one of those like standalone products. That's why I love so much about it is that it's something that, you know, if you are somebody who is a very, very much a minimalist in the skincare space and you really want that one product, like this is it. You know, like you can use this and put this on your vanity and be like, this is my daily ritual, you know? Like I can use this every day and I'm going to be doing something very good for my skin. And that's exactly the kind of products we need because, you know, right now, like the whole conversation is revolving around, well, there's too many products, there's too many brands, there's too many blah, blah, blah. But it's like, and then Gen Z comes in with their like excessive use of like peels, you know, and just ruins it for everybody. And it's like, it's not about that. It's about creating products that are multi-use that are able to work, you know what I mean? And you're able to see results so that once the consumer does see the results, they keep coming back. Because how are you going to form a habit if you don't see results? And like with your oil and, and your product, like I I just mentioned that, like in two days, I saw a difference in my skin. So okay. if I can see that, you know what I mean? Like you see where I'm trying to go with this? Like if you can see that, that's what really like facilitates like habit formation and the reuse of products that are really letting them work for your skin.
1: I, l- I love that. I completely agree. You know, and there's, there, I think there's something problematic with having a million different products on your, on you know, on on rotation. There's no need, right? And, and also, yeah. your skin, your skin's only absorbing a certain percentage of it, and your skin's not happy. I mean, your skin's a barrier. You're not. It's not meant to sort of <laughs> receive a million different conflicting messages from from a thousand products that you have lying on your shelf i think keep it consistent and consistency is key with skincare using a few things that work really well to make sure that your skin is nourished hydrated um and to make sure that your skin is protected against the environment and you know skincare could be very very simple um it could be super complex but um but if you do it complex and i think there's more margin for error yeah
0: and yes
1: A lot of people, um, especially previously when I was working in clinic, I suppose, um, would come in with sensitized skin, thinning skin, because they've used 10% glycolic on their, you know, 10% glycolic every single day for the last 10 years. And I'm like, well, that's not going to end well. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that
0: scared me. I just had like flashbacks of like, just experimenting with skincare when I first started but no I mean honestly like that's you're right you're right and that's that's the problem is that brands keep pushing out the same thing in different packaging and I think that's where the real problem in the industry is it's not about you know we have too many skincare no we have too many redundancies you know that's really where it really comes down to and that's why I, I think what you've created is so beautiful and it's 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 just so unique because like you said like it's basically taking you know food grade like you know criteria and applying it to what we put on, on our skin which is food for your skin if you think about it that's it's yeah, skin food yeah. you know what I mean like it's it's really and so you have to be very you know very meticulous very careful and I you know I just want to commend you I think the line is is beautiful everyone listening you guys I going to tag everything in the um, art for this but It's a phenomenal product. And, um, you know, I'm so excited that you came on the show to share all the journey and the whole journey with us. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. It's been lovely.
0: It's my honor. Um, And, you know, everyone listening, please go check out the brand. I will link everything. Like I said, leave some comments. And if you have results, leave them in the comment section so we can share them with Ziad and his team. But thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. So I'll be back next time.
1: For sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast.